0: You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, we are here with Alexis Hasselberger and Alexis, we have been talking pre turn in this thing live and I'm so excited to share you to our audience and all of the wonderful things that you're going to be talking about including including time management, productivity and what that will mean for everybody listening. So, welcome to this episode.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on, Hillary. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. All right. So we first were, you know, we we both are in the business space. We both, you know, really have a passion for, you know, the productivity and everything that goes around it. But I would like to, before we jump in to that side of your business, I always like to talk about your path, your journey on how you got here. And yes, as the podcast is called, the silver linings along the way. So could you share with us a little bit more about you and what's been an impactful relaunch for you?
1: Yeah, of course. So I am a time management and productivity coach, uh, as you know. And what that means really is that I help people and um, teams to be able to use their time more intentionally in service of their own goals and values, whatever those might be, right? So no judgments about whatever those are. We just want people to be using their time in a way that makes sense to them, right? Um, How I got here is I spent the first 15 years or so of my career in startups. So places where there were always way more to do than people to do it, Um, places where people burnt out a lot, places where people worked 80-hour weeks, uh, and that was never something that was okay with me. Um, So I, you know, one, I realized I had a skill set around this and about prioritization and being able to, you know, I always call myself a very uh, driven, lazy person. Like, you know, I just, I, I want maximum ROI on my time because I want a lot of me time, you know? Okay. I love
0: that. A driven, lazy person. I think that is classic. I've been called a skinny person or no, a fat person in a skinny body because <laughs> yeah, I get that. I totally yeah. love that. That's yeah.
1: Yeah, we're not what we seem necessarily on the outside, right? Um and yeah, and so I, you know, I spent a lot of time doing that. I, you know, I enjoyed that kind of work. Um but also, I realized at a certain point that this was the area I could help people most with and it wasn't necessarily in doing the HR and the business operations and all that stuff that I had been doing in startups. Um but back to your question about silver linings. So, you know, I'll share a story that that happened to me which was really, you know, looking back on it now, it's, it's just a point in my life. Right. But at the time it was pretty devastating. And this is that when, you know, that, that recession back in 2009, I was on maternity leave with my first child. Um, I was the HR person at the company where I worked and I got laid off on maternity leave, like mid maternity okay, leave.
0: Most of us, we'd say, okay, is that even possible? Right. I mean, oh. come on, you're in HR.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, Yeah.
0: And this happens to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and like that's the thing people are like is that even legal? And like it's because legal. I'm in HR, I'm like, yeah, it's legal as long as they don't lay you off because you're on maternity leave, right? <laughs> like and so to give that credit, like there were lots of layoffs happening, right? It was like yeah. it was yeah. not a good situation, right? Yeah, it was a good um bad time it was a bad time. There were lots of things happening. It wasn't, it wasn't about me. It was about their lack of need for that right now. And, and, you know, I, I know from experience too, I did a lot of consulting with a lot of startups. Most people don't even hire an HR person until they've got a hundred people. And I was at a company who had like 20, you know? Mm. Um, but needless to say, I was now with a newborn, had just bought a house, middle of the recession, trying to find a job. And so that was not, it not a fun situation, right? Like it was a time where, you know, just sending out resumes, resumes, resumes. And like, I was like far into my career. I was very qualified not getting callbacks around things, you know, super hard, right? Um, no,
0: and then you, and then you yeah. have a small child and you're trying to, you know, put everything together and things are just not working out.
1: Oh yeah. No, I mean, I went to job interviews with a baby in a baby carrier. Like, you know, like I, um, I remember doing a phone interview with the person who actually ended up hiring me where I just had to put my baby down in like a pack and play the other side of the room. I mean, the other side of the house, he was screaming the entire time I was on this phone interview. And I was like, I just have to go as far away and realize that like, he's not going to die if he cries. Like, it's going to be fine. <laughs>
0: like, well, and what's what's funny about this is that today, this happens every single day multiple right. times because we're all working from home. But in 2009, yeah. that, that wasn't happening.
1: No, it really wasn't happening, right? And so, yeah, it was, you know, it's so interesting because it's like the, where the silver lining is, is that I would not, if I had not been in that situation, I never would have met the person who ended up hiring me. And a person who I, you know, I stayed... I was at this company for like eight years, and then he brought me on to the next company. And then when I started my business, it really was because I had had such amazing autonomy working for this CEO that I realized that I couldn't work for someone else again. (laughs) <laughs> like I, like I, when the last company I went out of business, I was like, eh, yeah, like the the easier path seems to be to start my own company because it just sounds so distasteful to go work for someone else. And so, you know, I think about that. So you and had I had think,
0: eight years. You had had eight years working with this great guy. Well, ten, like almost ten, 10 years. Okay, yeah, almost ten yeah. years. And you're thinking there is no way I'm going to go back to that lively, you know grinding everything. You're like, yeah. I, I want to start my own gig. I want to do something now that I'm in control of.
1: Yeah, I just my thought I'd life. had such an amazing experience having a lot of autonomy. Like I never felt like I had a boss, right? Like I had that level of kind of autonomy and trust in me. And it was kind of two things. I was like, one, the idea of trying to prove myself to someone again, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't want, I don't, like, I'm too far along in my career to like feel like I got to prove myself. I don't want to do that. I've already, I'm
0: sure, there's, I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of people out there right now that are like, yeah, that's me.
1: Yeah. I am yeah. so
0: far along. And the, you know, it goes back to like, you know, when you, when you get to our age, it's kind of this point where you're like, you know what, have I not gotten my stripes? Have I not right. proved myself? Have I not, you know, been through the the school of hard knocks and Yeah, Yeah. I'm here now, and you don't you don't want to go backwards. So right, yeah, I get it. So at that point, you're you're like, okay, I've I've done that. Now it's time for me to to move on. And you were at heart an entrepreneur. You had been working for these groups, and so what happened?
1: Yeah. And so then I, I basically decided, okay, I'll start a business. I have no idea what I, no idea what I was doing. Right. I mean, so in some ways they still have no idea what I'm doing. Right. You just figure it out along the way. Um, but yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, I need it. To, it's going to be about time management and productivity because that's the stuff that I realized in kind of retrospect. I was like, okay, one, that's the stuff I nerd out over. Like, I love this stuff. Like I, you know, I was always that kid in high school and college who was like, okay, how am I going to get straight A's and never go to class? That's my goal, right? And like, I, I did that a lot. I made deals all over the place with like high school. Well, what teachers you said just now and- is so
0: funny because people aren't thinking about time management and they're not thinking about you know, hey, how could I be you know more productive? But when you start to say how can i do what i'm doing in as mm-hmm. little amount of time as possible doing right. as little as possible to get there then it's like right. people start to be like okay yeah now i'm interested in listening <laughs> right right
1: it's like i have i want to be excellent that's what i always strive for i don't, doesn't matter what i'm doing i want to be doing the best job i possibly can at it but with the least amount of time and effort, right? So, like, I'm definitely a don't make the perfect the enemy of the good, a good enough type person, because nobody, like, good enough is this weird phrase, right, where you like, oh, like, that seems like you're settling. No, good enough is exactly what it is. It's enough, right? Nobody notices the difference between good enough and perfect, except for you,
0: right? So, all the perfectionists, you know, out there are now, like, like, where, where can I go, you know, hide behind that rock? And here's yeah. the thing, perfectionist, that what you're really looking at, the reason that you have that perfectionistic, you know, type is that there's some type of emotional block that's holding you back. And so if you can just hear what Alexis is saying about, hey, good enough is good enough,
1: we can help you get there.
0: <laughs> we yeah. can do this. We can do this.
1: <laughs> And, like, experiment, right? Like, don't jump all in. Just say, like, okay, the next time I do something, low stakes, I'm just going to send it out before I'm comfortable, right? Or I'm going to ask somebody close to me to say, hey, read this over. Does it seem good to you? And then I'm not going to do anything else to it if they say yes, right? Like, I think that often we have to experiment because we are basing our actions on past reactions. So we assume that, oh, I have gotten to where I am because I'm a perfectionist, not despite it, you know?
0: So when you start to look at this path, this journey that you've been on, and since I've had the pleasure of talking to you now a few times, I know that you are, you are really living in your perfect job right now really transforming people and giving them this sense that they can do more with less, which Mm -hmm. is really where I was, you know, fascinated with what you, what you bring, you know, to this type of podcast. And when you start to look at the silver lining around, hey, if I hadn't have been let go from that job during maternity leave, I, you know, in the HR space, I wouldn't have had the opportunities that came. What do you believe you had to do? And, and I know that you're familiar with the relaunch effect and the steps that we take, but what would you say is your biggest step that you took in feeling like you're comfortable with the situation that happened? And how long did it take you to get comfortable? When did the silver lining really show up for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's really kind of that release step of like letting go of what was right. Like I don't have this job anymore. (laughs) That's not, you know, like I thought I'll stay here for a while, whatever. We don't get to choose those things. Right. Um, And so it's just kind of like, for me, I'm I'm always a realist, or I try to be. And so it's like it doesn't, you know, I'm always talking about this with tasks too. It's like I don't believe in overdue things because like, you know what, we can't go back to the past and do it. We gotta do it in the future at some point. And so it's kind of releasing what was and and also kind of releasing what I thought I should do, because I don't think I shared with th- this with you, but how I met this person and got this job is kind of an interesting story. So Ooh, do
0: tell, This, um, is the, this yeah, <laughs> is the type of stuff I like to hear.
1: So I, you know, my, I think my baby was like two months old when I got laid off and he wasn't, it wasn't planning for him to start daycare for another month or two, but I, you know, when I still had a spot in daycare, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to send him even though, you know, money, you know, um, I'm going to apply for jobs During this time. And then I spent a few months just like, you know, applying for 10 jobs a day, (laughs) like just sending things out, but nobody's hiring. It's the middle of a recession. Uh, And so finally I got, I was like, okay, this is not working. Like what I'm doing is not working. And it's frustrating to like have that kind of subtle rejection over time. It's like you don't even hear back from anyone. You don't even know if they saw what you sent out, right? And so at a certain point I said, like, this tack isn't working anymore. I need to just like tell everybody that I know that I need a job and like what I'm looking for. And so I sent out an email to like, literally everybody whose email address I had that like, you know, maybe not people from high school, but like that, you know, people, just everybody who I knew, right? In the San Francisco Bay Area.
0: But if you, you yeah. had had those emails, you might have. Right, I might
1: have. <laughs> and in fact, I did when I started, I'll tell you another story about when I started my business, what I did. But um, but I've just sent out this email, I don't know how many people, lots of people, hundreds of people, I sent this email being like, hey, I got laid off. I need a job. Here's what I'm good at. Here's my resume. Like, let me know if you know of anything, right? Because I had always heard that it's like weak ties that get you a job and not your strong ties. If you just keep it in your immediate zone, you're never going to know about those other opportunities. And then what happened is three people who I know who don't know each other and that I didn't know, you know, like, you know, know. the three people I know, they don't know each other. They all sent my resume to the same person. <laughs> So, so great. And the first time he got it, he said, interesting. looks like a good resume, but I don't have a job. Right. The second time he got it, he thought that's an interesting coincidence. And the third time he got it, he said, okay, I don't have a job, but I got a caller. Like, this is just too weird. Right. And so chances that those people
0: don't know each other, right. And they get your resume and they all send it to the same person,
1: same person. Right. Crazy. And so, um, And then he called me, we had a conversation and long story short, he ended up making a job for me. (laughs) That That was at first part-time, right? It started out part-time and then within two months, it was a full-time job.
0: (laughs) I mean, how great is that? But here's the thing I want to ask you. Yeah. During that time Mm -hmm. when you were like, I'll take anything, you said that you had, you know, put together what you're good at, what Mm -hmm. you would like to do. It sounds like you got pretty clear on that part of it. So it was like, mm. hey, here's where, you know, my zone of genius is. Mm-hmm. Here's what I really like. Yeah. And did you find that what he created, you could kind of make it what you really ultimately wanted as well?
1: Yeah, I totally did, right? And I, you know, I've always I would say like even throughout, you know, for this job it was like a cons- it was I was like an HR consultant um at a firm that did HR consulting and payroll and benefits and all of that stuff. Mm. And so when I first started there the job was like, you know, it's kind of like I don't know, like HR generalist for all these different companies and kind of things like that. And then, you know, somebody ended up leaving. I ended up stepping into that role, right, which is a bigger role. And then over time, the you know, it's like at that time it was HR and business operations and that was the stuff that I was good at and I wasn't, you know, I was always good at time management and and organization and productivity and stuff, but I wasn't thinking about that as like the thing I could say I was good at it because right, that that right. relates to everything, not a specific field, right? And then over time, like I started getting asked to do things in those zones, right? It was like, oh, like I just became the person that was like, oh, figure out how to do this thing, right? And <laughs> like, we'll do it in a minute. So I ended up like creating our um, customer service engine. So of all the template, like templatizing everything so that all of our, um, you know, our client facing people were sending out the same information and we're not ah, having to spend so a lot of time this, doing it, right? This
0: where this um, organizational <laughs> thing is coming up, time management, yes. Right,
1: yes. Or like, you know, we were using Salesforce for all of our customer interactions and things. And we also wanted to like move off of Excel sheets and use a task management system, and they said, hey, like, you manage this stuff well, could you translate what you're doing into, like, creating this task system in Salesforce for the company, right, so, like, I started doing that, Um, and so, and then, you know, at a certain point, I was, like, I think my title became, like, I don't know, like, HR director, special projects, or something, you know, something like that, Um, and I had been client-facing, but I had, had gone to my, like, there was, Two people were were the co-founders of the company. I got to one of them um, who I was working with more closely at the time, not the guy who hired me. And I said, hey, my son is about to enter kindergarten next year and by, or maybe this was even two years, this is like when he was in preschool, I said like, by the time my kid is in kindergarten, I want to be working part-time. Like I want to be working thirty hours a week, so I'm just telling you this now yes. because I want us to have but time to there. figure this out, right? Putting
0: it out there, I love that.
1: Yeah, because my mom always said, "You don't get what you don't ask for," right? No Worst they can say is no. So, so I started putting that out there, and so then I changed my job into this more like I wasn't client facing anymore. I was doing these special projects, mm-hmm. um, and then at a, you know, and then at a certain point, I was like, "Oh, it's the first summer, and now my kid is in all these camps," and I realized like I've signed him up for all this stuff. It's all over town. Like, what was I thinking? I don't, I can't go to the office anymore. So I just said like, hey, let's do an experiment. I don't want to come to the office anymore. I'm going to work part-time from home.
0: Well, you know what (laughs) I love about you is that you're the early adopter, right? You're the one that the reason that we now can be successful working from home is because you've been doing it so long. Okay. but Hold on. Before you go on. Yeah. I mean, as I sit here and we all want to learn how to, you know, do more, less time, we need to hear about what are the hottest tips you can give us? These fast action, what can we be doing to be more productive and to have better time management? I mean, give yeah. us give us the hot ones off the press. That's what we need. Okay. We need the ones right now. Like, okay, I can go do this right now when we hang up.
1: Okay. First one, end of day planning. So most people, when they plan, they do it at the beginning of the day, right? It's like you get your coffee, you sit down, you look at your task list, your calendar, and you make a plan for the day. Do it the day before. Like last thing you do of your work day, look at your calendar for tomorrow, look at your task list, make sure you have time for the things that you have decided you were going to do. Like if you have eight back-to-back meetings, don't assign yourself anything to do that day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually make a plan. Because what happens is we, it's this concept that I call like separating the planning from the doing, right? Right? When we have to decide in the moment what we're doing, we don't make the best decisions because we ask ourselves, what do we want to do right now? What do we feel like doing right now? What do we have the energy to do right now, right? Um, When we separate that, we get two things. One, we're actually able to disconnect from work at the end of the day because we've kind of put it all in a box Mm. and made a plan and now we don't have to think about it while we're at the dinner table or trying to fall asleep. But on the other hand, when we get in in the morning, We don't require that like activation energy and motivation. We just have an executable list that we start working on. We just start going from the top.
0: I like that. And I also like that you said it it kind of ends your day, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always that like, how do you go from ending the day to being with your family or to going to the gym and, and really separating what you've been doing from what you should be doing it's that it's that mm-hmm. idea of where are you and being present I, I think yeah. that's great. love that. love everything yeah. about that whole end of the day planning
1: yeah, so that is like number one it'll make you feel so much better and you'll just you 'll just get into execution mode right mm, definitely. Um, another one this is maybe the biggest thing that I talk about, but it's like don't rely on memory ever, like put it all in a system doesn't matter what your system is, as long as you use it. Okay, right? so this you
0: know? is so great. So it's not just, you know, the midlife mind here.
1: <laughs> no, it's every mind, right? Like, okay. here's the thing, right? We have, this is a, like a 10-year-old stat, so I'm sure it's worse by now. 10 years ago, we had 200 times more data coming at us every day than we did 30 years ago, mm. right? And think about now, like, that was like oh 10 gosh. years ago. like It must be percent right? right. I mean,
0: think about it even yeah. more. Right, must be right. crazy off
1: the charts how much. Our brains have not evolved to be able to handle that, right? And yet we still expect them. To, we're like getting stuff from all over the place. You know, we're reading stuff. We're scrolling through stuff. We got our task list and we are just grasping at things, right? We're like, oh, I have to remember to do that. You're trying to focus on something and your brain's like, oh, milk, we need milk. We need milk. Oh, uh, my passport expires next year. Like, you're just Your mind just keeps coming up with this stuff, right? And it distracts you from what you're doing. What is
0: the best, what's the best way of putting it somewhere? Because what I do have to say is that um, I, I have uh, multiple journals, multiple lists Mm. going. I've got my phone and I have learned to do something, but I'm interested in hearing Mm. what you suggest is the best way to do this, to get, you know, to get this, like, I don't want to forget something. I'm going to put it here.
1: One place. Mm -hmm. one single place. So I think, um, you know, this is actually like a lot of the work that I do is around how do we create like a single trusted system for all of our tasks, our to-dos, our open questions, all of this stuff. Because what happens is when we have Post-it notes on our desks, and a journal over here and a task list somewhere. And you've got like Asana on your phone from three years ago that, you know, you didn't really use, but now it's just a list of like, you know, all the stuff you didn't do three years ago. And you've got a document on your computer. When you have stuff in all the, and your email, that's another to-do list, right? When you've got things at all these different places, it's actually almost impossible for our brain to prioritize because we do things linearly. Like multitasking is a total myth. Like our brains can't do it. It's just context switching really, really fast, which is less accurate and less efficient. We have to do things one at a time. And so when you put things, when you force everything into one place, you're forced to actually prioritize things linearly. And so having one place where everything goes. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have input sources, right? I mean, you know, things are going to come in from all over, but you need to funnel them into one place.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is it doesn't matter if it is Trello, if it's Slack, if it's Evernote, if it's a you know, to-do list on your phone, it doesn't matter which one you're going to use. You just need to have, it could be a journal, it could be you know, a pad of paper, it could be whatever. You just have to have one place.
1: Yeah. One place. And I, I would say like, are there things I like better than other places? Yes. Like, yes, you can use a journal, but I really think that, I think the reality is most of us have a lot to do. And so using an electronic system is, I think, better for most people. You can still, which like I your, still.
0: Which is your favorite?
1: Oh, I love Tick. It's something nobody's ever heard of.
0: It's is that, is not, that T-I-C or T-I-C-K? T-I-C-K,
1: T-I-C-K, uh-huh. T-I-C-K, T-I-C-K. Okay. Um, It is by far my favorite because it is low barrier for entry, super easy to use. The free version is great. Like you don't need to upgrade, you know, right away, right? It is, it has like a lot of features but they're not in your face so it's not confusing. You know, so it's like, you can add stuff, you can enable stuff, but it starts out really simple. And, and it also syncs seamlessly between your phone and your computer and everywhere else. Like, so it's, it's like always available. I love it all. And now I'm just going crazy on TikTok. but now, I mean, I love it also because like I can be out on a run and I can voice enter something. I can just like press a button and I can like 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 voice enter it. Um, and so, it, and also, you can ha- set up like email to task functionality. So you just forward it an email, and it sets up a task for you, right? So it's like very easy to use. Um, that's my that's the one I recommend most frequently to
0: people. Ooh, I love when yeah. I hear about something that I have not heard about. Tick tick. Yeah. Tick so, tick. Not to be
1: confused with TikTok. Yes.
0: Not <laughs> yes. to be confused. But we might end up doing a. TikTok on Tick. <laughs> oh. You, never know.
1: <laughs> you okay. never know. So
0: very, very cool. Love that. Do you have one more juicy one that you could give us?
1: Yes. Okay. Start your day, like the most important thing you have to do, do it before you check email or Slack. Like, Whatever that first non meeting work hour of your day is, don't get up earlier to make it happen, but you know like the first whatever the first hour in the day where you don't have a meeting and you're supposed to be at work, do your most important thing for the day and then check email and slack because what happens is if we roll out of bed and we just pull it over and we start looking at email and slack, now our mind is stuck in reactive mode all day long right and and we just let the day happen to us right it's like it's how we get in this situation where hey, we've been working all day. Now it's 6 p.m. Somehow we've crossed nothing off the list, right? Mm. Um, so just delay it a little bit. And it's scary to do that because we feel like, oh, we, we have to be on and people have to know what's going on. The reality is it does not make a difference if you respond to somebody at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Nobody's going to notice. But the amount you're going to be able to get done in that time is huge.
0: Mm, I like that. Now, what happens if mid-morning you have that slump or mid afternoon? what do you suggest people do?
1: So I think this is a really good point. So there are a couple things. One is to understand what your energy patterns are, right? So if you know you get a 2 p.m. slump every day, then schedule stuff that doesn't require your full brain power to be done at that time, right? Like that's when you do your filing or your expenses or like whatever else, like you don't need your full or your email, honestly, right? Um, Whatever doesn't need your full brain power. The other thing is try to get your energy up. So for you is that caffeine? For you is that um, taking a little cat nap? You know what is—is is it walking around the block? Like different people have different things. There's also this this kind of uh, funny technique that uh, that people are trying these days, which is called the coffee nap. And it is that you drink a cup of coffee and then you take a power nap right after because it takes about twenty to thirty minutes for caffeine to enter your bloodstream. So you wake up from the nap okay, caffeinated. That's
0: so funny. <laughs> Okay. I did, first off, I did not know that it takes 20 minutes for that to kick in. So any form of caffeine drink, you have to realize that you're not going to get that boost and you can take, you know, you can do that little bit of meditation or or just shut your eyes. And then when you wake up, you're going to be like, okay, that is really great. I love that had not thought about it that way. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I know that you've worked with the big guys, you've worked with Google, you've worked with Lyft, Workday, all these, you know, great companies. And what are you finding? Is there, is there a difference in productivity and time management that you kind of gender intelligence wise, do you have one way that, you know, is better for men and one way that's better for women? Or are you just like, Hey, this works for everybody?
1: Uh, it's so not gendered, but I think like things don't necessarily like the way that I approach it is every person is a unique individual, right? Like there's a reason I can't just give you getting things done and then you read it and you implement it and you're good, right? Like I wouldn't have a job if that were true. Mm -hmm. Um, I think every, so there are central tenants that I I work people through kind of an arc of different tenants of, you know, productivity, time management to get people to where they are. But at each point we're saying, okay, how does this work with your personality, right? Are you a morning person or a night person? How do you respond to internal versus external expectations? Like there's all sorts of things about each individual that we need to take into account. And then there's things about each person's circumstances that we need to take into account. Like if you're a manager, you're gonna have a lot more meetings on your calendar than an independent contributor. What does that look like? What power do you have to move those meetings around, et cetera? And so I think like, no, I wouldn't say it's like a gendered thing, Um, but I would say that like, we, we kind of, everyone goes through the same process and everyone ends up with a slightly different result.
0: So it's very individualistic. It's, it's, you just have to realize what is going to, out of like even the tips that you just gave, what will work for you? Some things, you know, you may not feel like, Hey, this didn't resonate. I'm not really right. that into it. Uh, and others you're like, yes, I'm going to try that. I mean, I know that yeah. what you just said, I'm definitely going to check out Tick, tick and, I do a lot of morning routine. I do that. Um, mm-hmm. My end, I do that on a Friday because mm-hmm. I find if I if I don't wrap my week right. on Friday and I, you know, have the, sometimes the pleasure of not having to do, you know, the really hard stuff over the weekend, I right. come back Monday morning, I'm like, Wah. so right. I usually, I either have to do it Friday where I just do a little. Wrap up for the week, or I have to do it Sunday because I cannot come into Monday morning without having at least got my head wrapped around it. Or I waste, as you know, you said, you end up like you know, just blowing your morning because you're just Mm -hmm. on reactive mode. So I love all that. Okay, so one of the things that we do at the end of our show
1: is, and
0: by the way, those tips were awesome, love them. (laughs) love, love. I'm going to immediately, we're going to put those into the treasure chest and share those with, with others. But I like to ask a series of rapid fire questions. So are you ready? Alexis? I'm ready. Okay. All right. One, Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up?
1: Oh, waist up. I'm wearing (laughs) leggings right now
0: so funny. I've got like this cute shirt on and the bottom half is not so great. And I've got my fuzzy slippers on. Okay. Number two, how often do you wash your hair?
1: Um, Every time I go for a run, which is usually three or four times a week. Other than that, nope.
0: Okay. So it's exercise-based. Yeah. It's exercise-based. Yeah. That's that's me. Okay. (laughs) Number three, favorite podcast besides hours of
1: Okay, I'm going to have two of them. I can't decide. First is NPR's Up First. Uh, it's there's just 10 minutes of news at the beginning of the day and I don't li- I don't get any other news and like that just sets me straight. The other one is How I Built This, which is about, you know, company building and interviews with lots of interesting founders about their story from the very beginnings up to the top.
0: Okay. And of course you would have a 10 minute, here's all the news in one day. That's as what you're going to do because you're, you know, time management. Okay. Uh, number four, I love this beauty product and the name of the beauty product.
1: Oh, I don't use beauty products. I don't own makeup. Like I don't even have an answer to that question. Okay. I don't have any beauty products.
0: Okay. So favorite, so favorite shampoo.
1: I just buy what's ever at Costco that smells okay to me. I literally, I have no beauty routine. Hey,
0: Again, (laughs) you are time management. You are the time management guy. Why would we want to put all that makeup and all that stuff that's taking us away from what we could be doing? Okay. Backyard barbecue or a swanky cocktail party?
1: Oh, um, backyard barbecue, but swanky dinner. Like Ooh. I'll take the swanky dinner yeah. too. Like I like a fancy, I like a tasting menu. I will say.
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> and do we do we add a little makeup when we go out at night, or is that? Like, I d- I
1: don't own makeup. Area? I literally don't well, I own to, makeup.
0: I had to ask because <laughs> I'm like I'm kind of fascinated with this, and you know what? No. Absolutely, I have this thing. Um, as part of relaunch, we have something called uh, the get the get real project. Project yeah. get real. Project get real. And it's literally where you strip away everything, no makeup, you go, you know, for the week, you just, now these days, barely, none of us are wearing any makeup, right? But we're talking in the day where, you know, could you really do that? How would you feel? And I love that you're like, hey, don't even do it. Okay. Uh, Go to poolside drink. Margarita. Ooh, love margaritas. Is it over iced or crushed?
1: it's um, eh, either or, but no salt.
0: Ah, okay. I'm kind of like, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of liking the salt. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> and then last number seven, cause you know, I'm all about the relaunch effect and there are seven steps. Number seven is what does a powerhouse of possibility
1: mean to you? So to me, that just means that we don't have to have everything set out. Like, I don't believe in five-year plans or 10-year plans, because I don't think we're ever going to know what, like, what are we going to want then? We don't know, right? And what we think we want now might not be that. And so I think powerhouse of possibilities just means that we leave ourselves open to being able to decide a, decide later <laughs> what comes and to be able to see opportunities that might arise. If we had otherwise planned things out, we might not even see what's there.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay. and. What are you working on right now? How can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, um, I am working on, well, I have a couple of online courses and I have a new one that I'm working on for working parents um, specifically, but people can find me at alexishasselberger.com, which I'm sure you'll put in the show notes because no one's going to be able to spell it. (laughs) Um, and I got gotcha. you. Yes, gotcha yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, and people can download there. I have a couple of freebies that I think I gave you um, as with links to as well. I have a working parents um, guide, like a survival guide for what's going on right now, um, and a, a distraction action plan to help you kind of take out those distractions. Uh, and then I'm also on Facebook at um, Do More stress less and on Instagram at Do More Stress Less. Awesome. Well,
0: Alexis. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for those incredible time management productivity tips. I personally am going to start doing them right away. And we will put the information in the show notes. We will have that available. Thank you for giving us those giveaways. And I am just excited that, you know what, we are going to become more productive faster and not have to do as much work. Hey, that is that is money right there. So thank you again so much for being on our show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It was really fun to chat with you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silverlined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest, which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest or... You could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, living a life you love. Together, we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.